This is an informal conversation between three girls trying to navigate the millennial world. My name is Shannon. Karen. And I'm Cece. And welcome to our podcast. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Pseudo. Pseudo. It's Shannon. And Cece. And not Karen. She's she's unavailable right now. So Shannon. Yes, yes. Have you ever seen Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix? Actually, I binged that entire season in about two days. I was honest, I wasn't even doing anything. Like I just I see anime and I watch it. <laughs> and you watch it. And I watch it. Yeah, I was eating cereal in my pajamas and, and just like, like watching yep, anime. Click anime love robots what did you think of the first episode with you know like the girl and right she's a girl and yeah yeah yeah. so the first episode honestly like I really did like the first episode but the way that my brain works when I watch action I kind of start to like dissociate (laughs) I'm not a huge action person I'm more of like a storyline person I like that show because it kind of reminded me of Black Mirror and I like like weird existential like absurd things that Mm -hmm. make me uncomfortable so I liked the episodes that were like that and um I did like the first one like the graphics were great but but don't you think that show in particular like the different like animations they brought and the different characters and storylines they kind of do bring that um that existential like you know, theme to it all because it's like really, especially on a topic like robots, it's like, what's more existential than that? You know? Well, first of all, it's like the robots and then the animation in the show is so realistic. Mm-hmm. That makes you wonder like, okay, how real are things going to get? You know? So like if this was like playing on a virtual headset or something like that for me, and I was like in that experience watching people fight gladiators or like this girl, like, you know, hitting on me, I'd be like, what? Like, where am I? Like, what is actually happening? Oh yeah. So like robots. Yeah. But like that, the animation, like I just see it becoming too realistic. Well, I think that that's also like interesting to say because yeah, if we were going into like virtual reality and then going into, okay, so we have robots. Okay. We have artificial intelligence and now we have virtual reality. And now it's like, are we combining the two? And when, when is that merge going to be, um, not so like clear, you know, I think now we still have like that access to obviously what's the difference, but don't you, do you think, I don't know, do you think we're, we're going to get to that point? But do we have the access to the difference? Because oh, so <laughs> some of us, I think some of us could say that we do. Like we can be able to tell like reality versus, um, I don't know, like the internet and stuff like that. But then also not really, because if you think about social media, mm-hmm. right? Like we start thinking that those are the actual people. And like how many people mm-hmm. fall in love with other people over social media and their persona, oh, me, my right? <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk more about that one? Well, I, without being too like descriptive, I think that you know when you're on social media and you have 
and you know an Instagram account and you follow someone on Instagram and you like their pictures and they like yours and what you put on social media is what you want for your perception you know what you want how you want others to perceive you and I think people start to fall in love with that perception and you know they're like oh I want to get to know you more I want to do this but they're like you seem yeah but they already have that perception of you in their brain without even getting to know you in person and I think knowing you on the internet is totally different than knowing you obviously interacting face to face well sometimes I feel like I know people better when I know them on the internet so going back to your point like that's like it's already merging already you know what I mean because it's Mm -hmm. like I see people how they want to be displayed and I'm like oh okay so they care about music or they care about art or they care about style Mm -hmm. whereas in person I might talk to someone and then they'll be really quiet and withdrawn and I'm like it's like but what's going on in their head is actually all these other things right I think that's the cool thing about that avenue with like technology because then we we have that 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 tool for others to get to know us better you know and then but it's all a sham right like it's all a sham <laughs> I know it's like what what's the actuality of like somebody's persona personality their being their person you know like actually matching up with right. who they are in person well cuz now we have to take into of into account now that um that aspect of living now, you know, because before dating, we didn't have that. We would just like meet in person at the fucking library or something. <laughs> you know, have you gone on dates where you've met at the library? You know, people try to hit on me on the library and I'm like, please don't talk to me. I'm really stressed out. I know, but you know, or the gym, you know, people do that at the gym or the grocery store even like I've had people hit on me at the grocery store, but it's it's sweet. It's like endearing. I mean, it's like, where are they what? supposed to hit on you? I'd rather I'd rather meet a guy at the grocery store yeah. or the gym than at a club, right? Or on Tinder at or a club. on Tinder. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like there's that whole other factor now attached to it, where now we have to kind of distinguish from it. I know, but I feel like that's always been the case because when you meet a person, even if you meet them in person, they're still like withholding something. They're still withholding something. Your first impression of them is not actually going to be who they are, but how they want you to perceive them. So that's like their style and the way they talk and what they talk about and the way they look at you and blah, blah, blah. But then like... That's what, I mean, isn't that the whole point of dating and stuff? It's like yeah. just falling in love with this projection of a person. And because actual people actually. like are fucking boring. Like they shit and eat and <laughs> we all shit and eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. They're humans. Yes, like we're all human. We're all human. We're probably more alike than we think, but we like to differentiate ourselves. And that's mm-hmm. what makes dating interesting and fun because you can get this type of person or this type of person. It's like who can put on the biggest show? So are you saying that it doesn't even matter if we have social media anymore or now somebody could still be a fucking murderer? Oh, yeah. Somebody has something in their closet. Sassy's neurosis is coming out. She's like the shadows of each individual. Oh, God. (laughs) But, um, well, okay, so back to robots. Back to robots. Back to robots and artificial intelligence and stuff like that. If we... Do you think eventually maybe like... Okay, humans and robots merging together. Right, like merging together. And then if we had that, do you think we can... We'll we'll start dating robots or what? You know what I mean? If we had that capability 
to do that. Oh, I'm thinking of like, have you ever seen Blade Runner? No. Oh my God. I'm such a nerd. Well, well, so basically synopsize um, for the viewers that don't watch movies like, okay, so I'll talk about Blade Runner. Um, the most recent one with like Ryan Gosling, shout out Ryan Gosling, but basically without saying too much, he's, he is a robot and he's kind of, he's trying, basically the gist of the movie is like, he's struggling with like his identity as a robot, but he falls in love Right. Obviously, there's always like some kind of love aspect, right? Okay. Interjection uh, number one. Sure. Can a robot fall in love? Well, that's the that's the point of the movie. It's like, does he really feel? Does he really have the capability to feel like a human? No. Right. I don't think so. So in in the movie, in the events in the movie, it's like, can we justify Ryan Gosling's actions because he's a robot, or can we justify them? as a human because they're like so alike like humans like the way they look the way they interact and I mean they don't necessarily eat but they like he's starting to feel something you know but does he really I think that's that's like the question of the movie yeah you know it's interesting Mm -hmm. Um, we're not there yet obviously but it's like if we're already I feel like we're trying to be there I will I don't know if we will ever be there like we can dress a robot up Mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. but how close can we get to a human being because i feel like a human being like almost all of their actions motives from the way they speak from the way they move their body from the things that they choose to think about is based off of their ego and like their desire in some way mm. you know and that like self-analysis thing that humans do mm-hmm. um and i don't think a robot would ever even do that like it can do what it's programmed to do but right if you if it's programmed to like whatever sit in a certain way like mm-hmm. regardless of the people around it right like it's never gonna feel like um like self-consciousness or like it might not get nervous because because this person over there or it's never going to feel organic because imperfect it's never going to feel imperfect right because that's what makes us human there's that imperfect perfectness the variety in like the things that we do right you know the evolution of like all our actions but i think that i think that's the question that people would are or that's like you know this will get onto like that topic where people will argue that okay maybe maybe we will get so advanced with the way that we create um like organic materials and creating, you know, things that are so lifelike that they mimic like an organic being or an organic um, body or something like that. Because they're already trying to figure out how to, you know, make um, bionic limbs and how to make them more real. But then they can go even deeper to maybe going into like the processing on like the computers, you know. CRISPR is exactly what's doing that, right? It's like uh. programming the genetic code. So, I mean, are we already robots? Because, like, our, I mean, the genetic code, like, that word already implies that we have a code and a system and, oh, man. you know, the processes. And, like, not to get too into this, like, spiritual thing, but we are, I mean, we both know a lot of people that are into the gene code and gene keys. <laughs> Yes, Gene Keys. I don't know why you mentioned this. <laughs> oh, man, here we go. Gene Keys and robots. <laughs> no, but keep going with CRISPR and the gene code. We'll go back to the Gene Keys. Do you want to talk about the gene? Well, we can We can kind of mention it. Yeah, we can kind of mention it. If you want to explain what Gene Keys are. Okay, so... Uh, 
it's like this religion, pseudo-religion, I would say. It's basically like, it says that you can, you're, you're going to be able to tell your traits and like your life path and your destiny in some way, basically by your genetic code and the time that you were born. And I don't know how much I believe in it because, I mean, we're skeptics. Like this podcast is called Pseudo. But for being a skeptic, I really like to delve into these pseudo sciences and alternative ways of thinking. Um, and so that's what that's about. And so that reminds me a little bit of CRISPR and like other other ideas or religions or theories, religion specifically, where I feel like man, God creates man, but by God creating man, it's like it reminds me of man creating robot man creating machine exactly right well and i i think that's it's and i think that's why um i've i was talking to somebody and somebody was telling me about how there's i mean this is all you know this is all through conversation i'm not sure how factual it is but there's this there's this group of people and even if it's not true then you know say there's this group of people and they believe that by Diving deeper into our technology, advancing with technology and merging with technology, putting our lives on technology, we'll eventually be able to make the perfect um, the perfect human that never dies. And then by then, we'll be able to process things so complex that we can't even understand that by doing so, we're closer to God or closer to like creator. I don't know. And isn't that a weird concept? Because it's like we're always searching for why, 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 why? And it's like... We're also searching for God and like us right. to become closer or the perfect human, whatever the fuck that means. What does that even mean? But like no. that reminds me of eugenics and like like yeah. people saying, like, oh, okay, so if we breed humans this way, they can become uh-huh. closer to becoming the perfect human. And I feel like all of that is bullshit because it doesn't actually make sense. There's no real end goal, but then it becomes a tool for people to discriminate against other people and say, like, this is bad or these traits are good, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But we will never reach that end goal. It's just going to keep perpetuating whatever, yeah. you know, cycles of creation and destruction that people yeah that's interesting because well yeah and i think that plays into you know obviously eugenics that's an ethical very ethical issue you know and then it plays into account like how how far can we go before we like step over those ethical boundaries of like oh no like we shouldn't mess with that especially with something maybe like artificial intelligence i know well those boundaries are I don't know. I mean, I'm a nihilist and I will probably be mentioning that many times throughout this podcast. Uh So I don't think those boundaries exist. It's just whatever we choose to say they are, like whatever the media or the mainstream wants it to be um, at this day and age. Because obviously, like from history, our standards for ethics are always changing. Um, There are things that have happened in the past that we think are disgusting. And I think that there are things that happen now. And when we look back, we'll be like disgusted as well. Like you think we'll look back to our 20 year old selves and be like, God, we were disgusting. Oh, without a doubt. I remember as a kid, I would look back, um, not that I would look back, but I would read about the Holocaust and be like, oh God, the Americans then, how did they ever ignore, ignore Nazism, you know, happening overseas? I would never do that. I I told myself that I would never do that. Mm -hmm. And then now I read the news about things that are happening at the border or things that are happening. Sudan. Sudan. And... I do basically almost the bare minimum for what I can do about it. And Mm. I'm definitely like, I know fingers will will be pointed at me later on. Um, Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, yeah, that <laughs> no, that's like such a good that's such a good point because you know you think about like so 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 do you think the perfect human and what robots are ultimately trying to create or be would mm-hmm. be people who don't live with this guilt and don't make those mistakes, right? So like. How would how could robots help shape us towards the perfect human? Because I feel like the perfect human wouldn't let that happen, right? Like the perfect human would be like this superhuman, mm-hmm. superhero right. type of way. Well, so I think I think maybe playing off of that question, it it makes me think of a question because it then we have to think about oh okay, so why did why did man create machine machine? There's a purpose, right? Why did and then going into like why did god create a man what is the purpose right and then we think about okay um no is it procreation is it that and i think if we're trying to make the perfect human we have to understand our purpose right i don't know and i think that's where we might get really philosophical on this yeah purpose what is purpose but I would like to think that sometimes purpose is communication or like collective mm-hmm. consciousness. Sometimes I think purpose yeah. is us trying to gather together and make one decision. Progress. If that makes sense, it's like order in a way. Uh. I don't know. Think about human ideals. So what do we value? And I think that can lead us to what our purpose is. Right. So like order, love, peace, but also some people love hate and crime and greed and and i think that's also culturally too cuz then we think about maybe okay western culture even eastern culture but then we think about like i don't even know what people in like amazon tribes or tribes that haven't even been touched you know by any like outside society and it's like what what did they think i don't know cuz i've never talked to them you know and i think like we know we talk about collective consciousness and then going back to like robotic consciousness, artificial consciousness. It's like that, that's probably all shared in this weird world of what, whatever internet is or artificial intelligence is that's all shared the web, the World Wide web. Right. So they already have a neural network that they're able to tap into and share with like collectivity. That's a, that's a step higher than we are already. That's like this, an advancement that we we will probably never be able to. And that's what I mean is like, we're, even though we are the ones putting the information onto this World Wide web, it's already like, it's already, even though it's the same as abstract, it's already there. Yeah. You know, whereas we're like, is it there? We're still questioning. Yeah. We're still questioning if it's there. Right? Makes me feel like we're the dogs. Of the universe? Of the universe. Or the dogs to the robots. Like the way I look at my dog and I'm like, you poor creature. All you know is how to like sleep and eat your kibbles. And shit. And not know more than that. Exactly. (laughs) But they're so cute. But they're so cute. And we're so cute. I think if I was a dog, I'd be like... A Frenchie or something, <laughs> right? Or no, I'd probably be a cat. No, no, am I a dog or a cat? You're like a hybrid. <laughs> You're a like a dog. golden retriever Siamese cat. Oh, that's cute. Very cute. Aw, yeah. At least I'm not a bird. Birds are cute too. Birds are cute, but I don't know. I don't think I'm like flighty like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Or like showy. Some birds are showy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And peacocks. I love peacocks. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, but going back to that, maybe. Um, so, 
so okay, 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 okay. Let me let me ride this train of thought. Yeah. So if technically like robots are superior to us and kind of all knowing in this way, right? Do you think they manage and control us in the way that we manage and control like dogs and cats and stuff like that? Are you saying that they already have that capability or are you saying they will? No, that if they will both, what do you think? Do you think they do or do you think they will? Do you think they have the ability to do that? Well, that's why it's really weird because you think about, oh, like my iPhone tells me when I'm talking about something, it'll search on it in the Google engine or... Right. It's nudging you and it's like, oh, it's, it's hearing me. The algorithm's hearing me. And it's like, what is the algorithm? It's a computer processing all the information that I'm putting into it. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we are. We're just processors. Right. We have to process all this information that we have and make sense of it. But it's like, will it be able to connect it and then be connecting to these grander ideas? Like, world domination (laughs) i don't know i think it's already there i mean what hello look at facebook and i mean the internet is already considered a human right like we go to places like africa and um other i don't know whatever fucking bullshit america tells me is a third world country and like we try to institute like internet connection there because we believe it's a human right now you know like we have to be connected to the internet and it's disgusting that they aren't like it's it's a human wrong which is but it's like is that do you think i do you morally think that's correct or do you think that's kind of maybe more forced like paternalism that we have in this western world onto other countries but yeah. I also just think it's like the natural evolution. Right. Like, which is, um, which is what I'm, you know, which is like kind of like. It's just a wave that we've already written that I think we want them to ride as well. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Do we want to go down that path though? Like to be merged with. Well, um, I think computers. that humans want order, right? So we want order. Like we want to, whatever we consider order, which is. Um, efficiency and like what robots bring us and technology don't you think of like clean sharp sufficient simple etc and then when you think of exactly (laughs) i don't know if that's i don't know if that's one of the virtues well it is our one of our virtues in like this fast-paced capitalistic world whatever makes the fast money whatever makes you know i think that's a human error though i feel like people that are truly smart and also i think we only have mechanisms like instant gratification because we are so short-lived so it's like i can't even like how long am i gonna live like i don't think my mind or my body knows that like okay i have a projected lifetime of like 100 years or whatever you know make the most of it yeah no i think my body sometimes is like like, okay, like you have tonight, like, Mm. let's do it. I think a lot of people think that that's why people like party so fucking hard or make stupid mistakes. Do you think that's because they're obviously the unknown, the death, love, death and robots, right? And I think that's one of the themes in the show is like, ultimately we all die, right? I don't know, but then technology can keep us from dying, or like if we upload our consciousness right. to upload our consciousness like digital to the world, wide web. yeah, to the cloud. Oh, we live forever. Have you ever seen Chappie? <laughs> Is that with Diane Twerd? Yes. Uh, shout out Diane Twerd. Um, I'm a Zeph. Zeph for life. <laughs> 
I know. I'm well, I'm totally gonna shout out Diane Twitter, just so you know. Um, but yeah, so they you know how at the end they try to upload um what's her name? Uh what's her yeah, Yolandi. They try to upload Yolandi's consciousness into a robot body. Mm-hmm. And it works and she therefore can live forever if she like maintains her robot body right but like will this actually come true because i feel like this is something we've dreamed about for so long like i feel like this is a storyline that has always been around and like i mean this reminds me of full metal alchemist brotherhood or whatever and the the brother is like uploaded into this robot but i think this idea has been around for a really long time like putting the essence of man into something that isn't man but i just don't Mm -hmm. think it's possible and i feel like like frankenstein exactly exactly Mm -hmm. it's like this idea that we have but i think that we are like if you're a human like you're at this level of the hierarchy and then like robot consciousness is above us already like if we merge with them we become them and we're no longer humans right like we're no longer the i don't think we could like categorize ourselves as humans anymore yeah i don't think we will i think we will be beyond yeah i think oh god do you think like the the like mixed human yeah do you think well this is obviously all pseudo right because it's not necessarily, it's almost, it, I don't want to say it's sci-fi because it's not like we're talking about Well, fantasy. I feel like all talking about robots in a way is pseudo. Like I can name gadgets around us now, you know, right. that are, that are robots. But I mean, I think the thing when it comes to like pseudoscience about robots, it's like we start to anthropomorphize them or give them something like alternative or more you know like they're gonna save us or i think yeah and i think that comes from the human need to do that with things or to give things yeah like a we need like some spirituality or something we just project it we just project it onto our fucking iphone i project into my coffee maker (laughs) it's alive it's my caretaker you know it gets me (laughs) when i'm sad just fucking shoot up on some espresso that reminds me of that michael Sarah. um it was like a short film i think and it was like he's addicted to like this type of juice or energy drink and has to go to rehab and i forgot what it's called but it reminds me of coffee or like an energy drink and Uh they go to like alcoholics anonymous but like he gives that up and then he like starts drinking this other drink and like just goes through the whole cycle again and again and again and again right well that also calls into like we're so habitual creatures we're habitual creatures and i think by having like now the internet it has become part of our habits and i think like we have to figure out if it's affecting us but there's us so in a bad much way. we can do with the internet that i feel like we don't or that i don't for sure like there's so much i could do with technology mm-hmm. but instead it becomes a tool for my own habits that i already have does that make sense so yeah. like there's so much that we could do with right. you know like internet like with instagram or like podcasting or like for the greater good. for the greater good but instead mm-hmm. like the majority of millennials are like posting pictures of themselves or like you know, talking about like whatever shit that we want to right. talk about that concerns millennials. Yeah, and I think that's what's so frustrating is like, oh my gosh, we've we have all these advances and resources, but we're still doing the same fucking things. We're still doing the same things that they probably did in the Qing Dynasty. I don't know, you know. 
So would you say that maybe like filmmakers, artists, people that can kind of grasp with these or play with these like really abstract ideas that they're maybe like the philosophers of our time or, you know, or, or even like maybe comedians because they're able to look at life and be like, that was fucking shit. But you know, I mean, I think all human humans are artists in a way in because a, in way. we're, I, but I mean, people who specifically use that in their way of living, if we talk about art and, you know, they're showcasing something aesthetically or to the masses or they have a message or not. But isn't everyone doing that? Is that me that I no. just keep blurring lines? I don't think, you know, I, I think there's a difference between somebody. I, I think, yes, is there a difference though? Like, it. is there a difference between like an, like an artist that paints like the, like the, whatever, the cathedral, the Sistine Chapel? And like a monk that just makes a drawing in sand every night and erases it the next day. Right. Well, so I think that'll, um, when you think about art and across human history and we look at art history and maybe, you know, the beginning of what we what we consider art. And if you look back, we look at these dolls. Cassie's an artist, oh, yeah. so she has <laughs> a little more foreground in this. Well, so, right. So if we look back into history and we look at way back when we were just hunter-gatherers or, you know, we just banded in these small, um, small type communities, we look at what we find from back then and we found these dolls. And these dolls are carved, you know, they call them like fertility dolls. But that would be probably one of the first artifacts that we found that have... No, no, no. That they would like... They say I say fertility because they think that it'll bring them babies. It'll bring them, you know, yeah. make them pregnant or whatever. But or that's what we're guessing. But like looking back into that, that's what we considered art. And then we go into like ancient civilizations and Egypt and the pyramids. And then, you know, and then we look over time and there's so many symbols that are crossing over, you know, different civilizations and architecture and painting and sculpting. And then the monks, you know, and then I think that's, what art is though art is can robots create art like do you think that's something a robot can do i mean if you if if we're thinking about it now in the sense of 2019 and the you know the things that we have look at like the the you know things like photoshop illustrator we're the ones doing that right but they're the ones perfecting it and i think eventually maybe we like type in something in the computer and then they fucking bust it out. But like they don't have an emotion. Isn't art from an emotion? Like they can Uh, copy a painting from someone else. Right. I don't think they can create their own art. Well, I think like, how can I be like, how can a robot be like this symbolizes suffering? Like, how does it even know? I don't think it'll necessarily do that. But I think what art is, is like, it's a reflection of ourselves, a reflection of society. And I think maybe a robot, I don't know, maybe a robot could get to a point where they could possibly look at something and then reflect it. But I don't think they will be able to create it, if that makes sense, or create that emotion already. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I'm not buying it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't think it'll get to that point where they can actually create it. Because then that's the consciousness part of being a robot, yeah. right? And the emotionally aware and the intelligence in the robot. Yeah. And I think that's something that we cannot teach a robot, right? I think the difference here is between intention. 
of their creation. So a robot we can program to, you know, throw paint across this canvas in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? But then if they did that and then we put it on display and we didn't tell anyone, like, hey, a robot created this. We were just like, oh, the artist created this. I would be like, oh. You know, we would project our own emotions onto that canvas. We would be like, oh, mm-hmm. I can see th- the torment and the red splatter of the paintbrush. I can see the death. Yeah, exactly. The painful death. Exactly. So that's that's kind of what art is, in essence, like it's a reflection, like you said, but like honestly, I feel like it's a mirror for the people that look at it themselves. Right. And I, that's the power of art. That's the power of art. And then that's the power of, well, but then if we go back to if everyone's an artist, we think about who created robots, humans, and that's their art. And then that's just a reflection of us. Again, that whole, that whole idea that we're trying to create machine like the way we were created in this universe, right? If we're thinking about it in that metaphysical sense, which is totally weird to think about, right? Because then we think about like, oh, fuck, we're just wasting our time making cartoons, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. Keep making cartoons, please. But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But then what would be not a waste of time, you know, like... But what is what is and what isn't? <laughs> there is none because it's like if we're just created like robots created, then like what the fuck? The limit does not exist. Is, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You go, you go, Glen Coco. Go Glen Coco. It's so fetch. So fetch. So fetch. Oh, so <laughs> I thought of a really good new um, slang word. Let me hear it. Well, I didn't. I didn't think of it, but I'm gonna take credit. Spongy. Student, no. Spon- why? So spongy. Dude, that was fucking spongy. Because you're absorbing it? It's just like, yeah, think about it. You're absorbing it. It's like squishy. But then I think of like sea sponges and how they're like just chilling in the ocean. And it's like, that's pretty spongy. Like they just don't give a fuck. Oh, that's cute. Right? Yeah, yeah. I use sea sponges to paint. Oh, yeah. oh I have to. Yeah. Well, not that. actual like dead sea sponges. Yeah, they're dead. They're all dead, right? They, they have to be dead. I'm like acting like I'm a vegan. I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> that's a topic for another <laughs> podcast. Another topic, Pseudo-veganism. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's every millennial has gone. Well, oh, God. That's a great one, which I wanted to bring up later if we go into that. is ticking in that mind that you must discuss um does technology give you anxiety so does technology give me anxiety is that what you're yeah i think actually technology gives everyone everyone anxiety anxiety. (laughs) like everyone has adhd now right right and that's because of technology well i I think that Maybe the symptoms of like ADHD, they have like this dependency on technology, dependency on being connected, on the, the dependency to have their phone. Self grat, instant self gratification. And then I think right. that's what causes a lot of illnesses. Well, and also you think about like our phones are right next to us. Why are they? You know? Sleep with our phones next yeah. to us. And they, I think, so weird. like we we have this, we've developed this sense of security with technology, security with what's security? It's like it gives me that little high. Well, yeah, but think about how you feel without it. You feel insecure. No, no, no. Sometimes I'm like, I feel insecure, and then I'm like, and then I feel free, and then you feel good. Well, yeah, me too. I'll put my phone away. I'll put my phone like I'll go out without my phone. Like a breakup, you know? Like at first you're like sad, and then <laughs> like, you're like, fuck, thank God I got out of that shit. Oh God, yeah. 
breakups. I love breakups. Let's just break up with it. Oh, you do. I do love oh, let's talk about this. <laughs> you want to talk about how I love breakups? I mean, <laughs> that's a little weird, but I don't even know. What do you want to know? Well, so. I mean, what about breakups do you love? Being alone. So I, I feel mm. like I like I like being with the person because I like how much it teaches me about myself. Like me with another person, like I they're my mirror, and I'm like, holy fuck, the right. way I'm reacting to them, like it shows more about who it shows you are. who I am and yeah. like what my needs are, what I expect yeah. from the world, what I expect from a man, like what I want, like the kind of attention I think I want, or like the things I deserve, or the type of person I want to be. And then mm. I feel like when I'm in that, I don't necessarily realize that I'm in that, and then I break up, and then I self reflect, and I'm like wow, like all these patterns, right? Pattern, all these patterns. And then every breakup I go through, I see the same patterns emerging, obviously, because Until I, you learn. I'm the same person mm-hmm. until I learn like, what is it exactly that I need? So can I ask you a question? Yeah. What if, what if there is a way eventually for like an app or something or, um, something for, you know, like technological for us to kind of like input all of our past relationships and all of our personality and this and that and, and our partners. And then it'll be like, boop, 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 boop. It's cause he's an asshole. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, that's what you like. Yeah. And you just left assholes and you have daddy issues, but it's like, <laughs> what if like, it, it could tell you that right as but then it's like but then it kind of takes away from like you have to feel it you have to understand then what is my What's like, the point, point right? of being with another person because I realize like why I was right you can find that all in yourself but I find it all in myself and then like mm. like my relationship becomes so deconstructed that it's no longer human and like more right. robotic and like oh, a yeah. transaction. And we should just fucking feel and that's why I think for the most part I get in like well for me when I start like falling for people I just do it. You know? Like I just you know people hesitate and I'm just like eh fuck it. <laughs> you know? I used to be like that. I'm I, no longer well, like that. No longer I'm, I'm, well yes no longer I'm a little more careful but I think I think that's something that people shouldn't necessarily shy away from as far as like maybe trying to understand it all because I think that's part of it. That's true. I agree. That's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. That's part of like interacting with another human that's being. That's part of life. Getting to know somebody. And bumping into corners of tables. So negative. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Also, also smelling roses. Smelling roses and getting an A on a paper. And swimming in the ocean. Wait. Waking up to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I would love to date Snoop Dogg if Snoop Dogg hey, wants Snoop to date me. I love Libras. Actually, I think my soulmate is supposed to be a Libra. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 100% convinced. Um, shout out to all my Libras. I'm a Libra. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, oh, God, Zodiac signs. I know. <laughs> That's a whole pseudo... It's another pseudoscience. It's another pseudoscience. Oh, good one. But I think uh, since we're on this topic of dating and robots and apps and stuff, I think there's already some kind of connection with that because we have things like Tinder, we have things like Hinge or Bumble, and we import all of these information about ourselves. And that, 
you know, we swipe left, we swipe right. And that kind of makes it easier for people if we're doing it correctly, if we're doing it for its purpose to date and not necessarily to hook up, which is a whole other topic. I think hookup culture is a whole other topic we should get into, but isn't dating just hooking up now? Uh, well, that's what I'm saying is like, that's a whole other cult, like a whole other topic that we can go into, which maybe we can right now, you know, because now it's like, Oh, now we do have an app that makes it a little bit faster. Right. Exactly. So this is what I've learned from like data privacy and like me learning about algorithmic processes Mm -hmm. is it just takes what it's, what the input is and like pushes it to the extreme. So whatever Mm -hmm. you put as an input, um, the output will just be that like to its max. So when we use algorithms to determine, um, uh, for example, like prison incarceration or like the, um, the, sorry, the sentencings, right? So like there's this program called Compass. And so yes. that was used in prison sentencing and it showed that the inputs that were put and like the way that we've, um, formulated these algorithms or whatever, um, black people get, um, the innocent black people get charged for sentencing, um, get guilt. Oh, I'm explaining this weird. Innocent black people are more often found guilty when they're not. And then guilty white people are more often found innocent when they're not. So it's skewed in favor of the whites. And But why is that? But it, it shows that on the, the data processing or what is, what is that? Sh- what is it showing on? So the results. So basically like the way that we sentence people, like mm-hmm. it's just put that into like an algorithmic process. So it happens faster. Right. Uh-huh. So it's like what we already would normally do. And the way that things are done uh-huh. is just put into like numbers. Right. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so with the results that that's created, it's found that the error margin is in favor of whites and against blacks. Oh, right. And then we go into like statistical testing and, and it's like, it makes sense because, and that's why we have that because then we can see the prison system is fucked. Yeah. But the, anything's fucked. And then also we see that dating culture is just a means to hookup culture because it just expedites that process. Mm, I see. No one, people just date to fuck. Well, <laughs> you, okay. well, some of us like to be wined and dined. I love to be wined and dined, but I think also, no, I, yeah, well, that's why I'm like, it's, this is a weird, I'm like projecting too much. Have sex, join my cult. <laughs> I mean, I really think that it's that's it's that simple. I, but then that that's like yeah, that's what the the robots do, right? Is like they process they process what we already do because they have no intentions. Basically, a program a robot is a reflection of the programmer that has created it. Ooh, yeah. Oh, have you ever seen Ready Player One? It's a, it's like a, God, I've seen all these nerdy movies. <laughs> Synopsized for okay, us. So basically, we're in the future. Like it's post-apocalyptic, but I think, and everything is shitty. People live in the slums, like everything's stacked on top of each other because it's shitty, right? And it sounds like the future. Right? And then it's basically everybody can plug into this virtual reality and it's a game. It's a video game and you could do anything. Like you could do anything you can imagine in the game, but you just have to have money. Like okay. whatever the fake money is on it. This reminds me of what is it out of time? Oh, Justin Timberlake and the clock was on his hand or something. Yeah, that was tight too. But basically like, so they're in this video game or they can plug into this video game, but their lives are so dependent. Mm-hmm. 
on it that like when they disconnect, it's like they their lives are just shit, you know? And so what? They just keep plugging into the game. They keep plugging into the game. But it gets so serious that people are trying to kill the main character in real life. Oh. Because he kind of he kind of knows how to play the game. Because he knows the creator of the game who passed away. And because the creator, right? So this is oh, this is what I this is what I was going. My point is because, like you said, where the robots are just a reflection of the creator. So in this movie, the video game, all of the answers and the puzzles are just a reflection of what the creator put into it. So like one of the puzzles was like, oh, who was like the creator's kiss or love or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh my god! Like if we start if we start to think about. Honestly, also... Well, life is a game, right? Right, it's a game. <laughs> Are we trying to figure out God? I don't know. It's He's white, first of all. You think he's white? Yeah, look at Jesus. Like, look at all our he's creators. Black. We always think he's... Well, first of all, it's a he. because He's black, though. He has to be black. My God's black. Not my president. <laughs> Sorry, that's getting too... Anyways. <laughs> no, but... I mean, uh, well... Okay, if we're if we're really trying to talk about like okay, are we talking about God in like in a Christian sense or like God in like a sense that we don't have a word for? It's him? hard to even talk about it because I was I am myself. You know, like I'm born in the West. Like yes, my family is sick and so we don't have an idea sick. for God. Yeah, we're sick, bro. Yeah. We don't have a general idea for God except for like God is a universe and there's no oh. anthropomorphizing God because we're not supposed to do that because oh, interesting. the religion is what like... Do you, do you say God or do you say... Hey, Guru. So my so we like meditate a lot oh. and so when we do that we say why guru and that's just like you just think about the universe i don't know how to- oh i love that yeah and so but then let's like we we don't want to talk about god because we just think it's like an illusion well so i like growing up i always had this issue with god being like a king or a ruler or a lord or whatever okay. and i was always like saying like yeah i do believe in god but I actually just believe in the universe. And I think that's interesting that you say that because I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that there was like another like religion or way of thinking or like a way of um, not personifying God, but like kind of depersonifying God and making it more, um, more, uh, more palpable for all those who wish to believe. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like I'm born, yeah, sick, but then Mm -hmm. also grown up in America, which is like very Christian, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was definitely, I wouldn't say bullied necessarily, but like I was treated differently in my elementary school Mm -hmm. because I wasn't Christian and I wasn't white. And like, Mm -hmm. we would talk about Jesus and like, like the kids would look at me and be like, "Eh, well, she doesn't believe in Jesus. Exactly. No, yeah. So it's like, uh. like when I think of God, I think of people around me thinking of God as a he. And if if right. the creator is anything, then that's probably the he, white God. Because right. where did they get that idea from? Oh, my God. You know? As I say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, God is all around oh us. God. And also says his house is filled with pictures of yes. Jesus. Yes. It my makes me very feel like, very, <laughs> like I'm being scrutinized by God. <laughs> Well, I like walk down the stairs and I hear like chinking of glasses in the kitchen and I honestly thought I was going to come like face to face with God ready to talk to me about mm. atoning for my sins, right. you know? And I was like, wait, what the fuck did I just do last night? Like, did I sin Mother recently? Mary. Exactly. And I was like freaking out. Isn't that crazy? Oh God. 
Oh, do you think robots will have religion? No. No. Robots are smarter. They're smarter than religion? They are the creators. Like, we keep looking outside of ourselves. Like, we are the fucking creators. I don't think we will ever get past it because we just cannot get past it. It's our limited capacity. Or no, because, okay. Like, I don't know. It's our belief that we have a limited capacity. Because we could get past it. Yeah, we are limitless. Oh. Just very millennial, very, very millennial. millennial. Like I could get that tattooed on me. <laughs> Limitless. It's like a infinity sign. Oh man. No, I and I always say this. I'm like, we are, we have the truth already, like inside of us. We just have to not unlock it, but with, with like meditating, right? Because sometimes when I'm like talking to people, or I'm just like even this podcast, where I'm just talking, and it's just coming from this place where I'm like, I didn't even know that I thought, and and then I think about robots, and I'm like, oh my god, what if they get to that point where they're like, wait, that's where's that coming from? They're like spewing shit, and they're like, it must have been my programmer, right? Boop boop boop. <laughs> it must have been um, Sassy and Shannon programming me to say this. Honestly. Right? Because then it's like, oh, maybe they can get that way. Yeah. Like, personally. Because would you say that that's what what causes the consciousness is the questioning, the able, the... The The imprint, like, imprint from the things around it, or... That's what causes the personality. That's what Mm -hmm. I think. So I think a person develops their personality by, like, their environment. Right. I think there's something innate, but also I think the environment affects you way more than you know. I, mean, I think I think about Plato's cave. Yeah, oh, I think about all. I think about the so Plato's cave is like mm-hmm. the allegory of the cave, and so um, there's it's well, it's a complex notion. What part right. of it do you want to talk about? Like, what reminds you of what? I mean, we could basically talk about the gist of it, where like obviously people are, you know. The, the story, the allegory of the cave, we have people who were just born in a cave. They have never seen anything outside of it. It's dark, no light. No light. It's, you know, they know nothing. They know And they're nothing. shackled against rocks, right. staring at the cave in front of them. And they're looking at shadows of things behind them. So there's light mm. behind them coming from the entrance of the cave, but they don't see that entrance. They just see the shadow the of like, like basically it's like these objects that are kind of, um, being like, I want to say, I don't, it's not an elevator. The, uh, they're like um, con- conveying? Con- like a conveyor belt, mm-hmm. basically. Think of like a conveyor belt with like, you know, like pots and pens uh-huh. and maybe like a man and a phallic object or mm-hmm. like... Or I think you know. even they talk about maybe like the shadow of fire. Do they talk or about that? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Like, they see those shadows, and then it's like they look at them and start creating stories, basically. Mm -hmm. But they don't know that literally truth is behind them. And, like, there's a whole world of, like, endless limitlessness behind them. And all they have to do is unshackle. Turn around. Yeah. Turn around. And you see the light. Right. But then, like, people who come back who have seen the light sound fucking crazy. Like, Or they're blinded. Or they're blinded. They can't tell. They can't, like, fucking process it. They're like, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck's this white light? And, like, you're dazed and confused, basically, by, like, the truth. Oh, and would you say that? I mean, I don't know. You think people who, like, reach consciousness or reach enlightenment, they're fucking crazy because of that? Or, Or, like, a higher level of consciousness. Oh, interesting. Some people... I think some people talk too much, and I include myself. Me. <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> um, we talk too much, and, like, I, I, I mean, I believe what I say, and that's why I say it. Mm. But it can sound crazy because 
I, you know, like I've seen these parts of light or like these parts of the world that like you haven't seen. So when I come to you with these, with this knowledge, it seems almost insane to some people who are used to watching shadows or maybe haven't like explored the world in certain ways, but like it can be really, really radical. Well, and I think that's also maybe why social media and this, this idea of technology is like crazy to us because it's moving so fast for us to process all of this information that we're getting where our bodies are just too slow as a collective. We're not understanding like the robots or the technology or like how they're being produced and their aims. And Mm. we're not even looking at like the people producing them and their intentions. We're staring at we're staring at the shadows. So like when you look at your screen, like on Instagram, you're literally watching the shadow. You're not understanding what you're watching or where it's coming from. You're like the idiot that's looking at the thing and being like, Oh, like a man, a human, uh, like a person, like these people aren't real. They're the shadows. So you're saying that we all have to take, um, courses at like Tesla and understand how robotics work. Tesla should open a school actually. And it already hasn't, which it might have. But will we know? We won't know. I don't know. Probably not. You think they're going to reach out to us? Um, fun fact, me, Shannon, and our friend Luis, we drove by the Tesla. Um, is it the headquarters or what is it? They're... I think it was one of the... I think it was like a SpaceX factory. Okay. Yeah, we saw... It wasn't the Falcon X. It was like the 6 or something like that. One of the rockets. Yeah, one of the rockets. And then we saw the the hyper... Oh, yeah. The the hyperloop, like the construction of Mm -hmm. it. And I kid you not, I had a panic attack. Yes, Essie started getting existential or something. Well, so we had very different reactions. It was actually really interesting. So talk about your reaction. Okay, so I mean, I... So I... Okay, background. I have anxiety and like panic disorder. And... Depending on certain, like, dare I say triggers, depending on certain things. Yeah, I know. Um, I will start to have this reaction where I kind of disassociate from my body. I can't breathe. I don't feel real. And um, I convince myself that I have to pee because I'm trying to get out of the situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's real. Like, that's what happens. Your body reacts to your environment like that. Yeah. It's, it wants me to run. That's so interesting. And it's either I fight, like I'm about to fight Lucy if he doesn't fucking pull over, or I like, you know? Yeah. But basically, yeah, we were driving around the, the headquarters and we were going down the Hyperloop and we saw this like red, this guy who's flying like this mini red helicopter or something. And it was so cool. And I felt like I was in a movie. <laughs> and then we just like... You know, I don't know. I just started thinking really metaphysical about it. And then I just, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit, I'm not okay. You know? And, but... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, I I really was like, oh, shit. Your mind was going so fast. I think, for me personally... My reaction, I was pissed that I wasn't cool enough to actually go see the rocket. So, like, yeah, it was cool. And, like, I was thinking weird, like, existential things. Well, not weird existential things. I was thinking about space, right? And so space is existential. And I was like, this is awesome. By default. I could be in contact with people or, like, molecules or microbes that are actually not a part of this earth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is beautiful. And, like, how can I be more a part of this? And, I mean, there was a gate. And I could not be a part of it. And I was like, how do I, like more I was frustrated that I hadn't I don't know entered into this like echelon of society and I was just wanted to get there 
And there's literally a physical barrier. Oh, there's a physical barrier. But more so than the physical barrier, there's a metaphysical barrier between us and, like, that level. Right, which I'm saying is, like, there was an actual physical barrier, and then there was actually the barrier of, like, oh, my God, we're just driving in the car. Yeah. Like, looking on the outside of it. And it's like, oh, my God, there's all this information that we don't have access to. Yeah, duh. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. That just pisses me off. No, no, I'm bad. <laughs> no, I'm bad. But it's like, I'm also like, okay, cool. But like, I'm mad at myself. Mostly because, like, why haven't I explored? Well, maybe they know we're not ready for it. That's why they withhold a lot of information, right? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Or, like, you know how they say, like, oh, we've had, like, cell phone technology for years, but they didn't start letting it out until, you know, like, yeah. know, well, I mean, 2004 we with We were my just Nokia. talking about this, um, actually. So, I received a notification on my phone um, from CNN saying that a woman's something about a a baby being born from a dead woman's uterus that was transplanted into, I guess, another person. I'm not sure. I didn't get the details on that. But um, we were talking about how crazy that was. And then eventually the conversation led to, well, this is just what is being released to us, like for us to know. You know, right. like there's just there's just so many scientific experiments and whatever happening that are just like hush hush. So it's like I feel like when these things are released on the media, it's more of a test um, for these networks and probably the government. I mean, to see how people react, how people react. and like what they can put into the social consciousness and like right. what they should use for their political agendas. Because do people right. like transplants? Do they not like it? What is going right. to be their next political rallying cry? Well, I think that's. A good point because obviously people who don't pe- anything that is new anything that is new and weird and different and maybe like oh no like they have they can get power over us you know that's scary we're blinded by the light right oh god we got to get out of the cave There's nothing to be scared of i know right yeah there really isn't anything to be scared of right i mean it's already there so you're already interacting with what you're scared of like it's wow. already your friend it's already in your system oh shit that doesn't, that doesn't scare me then, because I'm like, there's nothing around me that I'm afraid of, you know? Oh, that makes sense. I'm, like, pretty comfortable. That makes sense. It's like, what is there really to be scared of? You know, I like that. I like that a lot, because I think what for a lot of my, like, anxiety comes from, like, metaphysical, like, Like, that worry, yeah. Right. Or, it like, comes oh, no. me down you know? a lot. No, this is good. But, um... Yeah, robots, God, SpaceX. Love, death, and robots. Not to be confused with love, sex with robots, which is an actual novel. Well, I looked it up on Google, and it's an actual novel. Sex robots, Jesus. (laughs) But um, yeah, so thank you for listening, and of course, always like. You know, give us your comments, like, subscribe, questions, <laughs> all that good stuff. Yell at us. Yell at us, please. We like a good yelling session. Actually, let's yell right now. <gasps> I'm just kidding. We can break the microphones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Stay so woke. Yeah. Stay woke. Stay woke, woke, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Sudo. Bye.